0: This is the Content Strategy Experts podcast produced by Scriptorium. Since 1997, Scriptorium has helped companies manage, structure, organize, and distribute content in an efficient way. Welcome to episode four of the Content Strategy Experts podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Content Strategy Experts podcast. I'm here today with Gretel Kinsey. Hello. And I'm Sarah O'Keefe, your host for today. Our topic today is convergence of marketing and technical content. We want to talk about how those two things are coming together and what the implications are for us as content creators, developers, content strategists, marketing content creators, and all the rest of it. So Gretel, I wanted to start by asking you about the olden days when these things were separate and some of the experiences that you had coming out of a background in marketing. What did that mean from the point of view of understanding marketing content and technical content?
1: So just for full disclosure, I went to school for journalism and I had a focus in the area of multimedia production and graphic design. And so a lot of what we talked about was kind of advertising materials, marketing-based materials. So there was definitely a very distinct separation between the idea of marketing content, which I learned a lot about, during school, and technical content, which I did not know existed until I came to Scriptorium. So I think that's kind of a big part of the problem there with technical and marketing content not having that convergence that it needs, especially in the olden days. So you have marketing content, which is very focused on getting a customer to buy the product. It's all about going after a prospect rather than someone who's an existing customer, whereas you have technical content, which is focused on helping someone who's already bought your product know how to use it. So technical and marketing content were always created separately because of this distinction between them, and now we've got kind of a new... Issue in the mix, which is the internet and websites, that's really changing the face of this for a lot of customers. So the the and and we
0: should clarify that when we talk about the olden days, we're talking about you know five years ago, right? right? Exactly. Because Gretel, unlike the rest of us, came out of school not too very long ago.
1: Two thousand ten. So uh, yeah, stop, not not stop very long ago. Oh, okay.
0: Anyway. <laughs> It looks to me as though pre-sales and post-sales content were considered two very different things. They belong to two different organizations. Those organizations don't really talk to each other and in many cases don't really like each other. It's always seemed that the people that are drawn to marketing content versus the people that are drawn to technical content are sort of two separate tribes that don't really talk to each other or understand each other or share the same interests or you know, really anything. And now we're talking about convergence and needing to converge those two very distinct and very different things. They're in different parts of the organization. They have different management. They have different executives. They have different priorities. So what, what is it about, why is it that we're merging
1: pre-sales and post-sales content? A big part of that is customers are taking a nonlinear approach if you will to how they buy products and the internet is a huge part of that so people are not just using advertising marketing materials to make their decisions they're also in many cases using technical specs so if you're buying something like software and you want to know that it's going to be something you can use Uh, You'll want to look up technical specs and make sure it's not too intimidating. Uh, There's also a lot of reliance on customer-generated content. So going to people who've bought the product before and seeing what their experience with using it has been like. And so now instead of looking at the materials that a company puts forth to you and deciding to buy a product based on that a smart customer or potential customer is going to go around and gather information themselves from all kinds of different sources. And if an organization really wants to be on top of that and make sure that their company's products are the best option, they'll understand that that's how customers are buying content now and do a better job aligning their technical and their marketing materials. So it sounds as though you're saying that the control has really shifted from a...
0: A big organization a company who can say hey potential customer here's what we want you to see now and oh here's the next thing you get to see and here's the next thing and they send you down this sort of marketing funnel that results in the end and you presumably buying the product and now the customers have uh, sort of inverted that and it, all of a sudden there's no gatekeeper you can't prevent a customer a potential customer from going and reading your installation guide Exactly. And saying, oh, that sounds scary. I'm not buying that product because it sounds like it's going to be really hard to install. Um, So the gatekeeper mission or the gatekeeper responsibility that the content creators had, right, or the content publishers has kind of gone away because of the Internet. Um, You also mentioned the research and the uh, user recommendations. I mean, by far the most trusted a bit of content that you can possibly get anywhere is a friend or somebody you know saying, I really think this is a good choice. Exactly,
1: Um, and, and I know that just from my own experience as a customer, I always try to find someone who's used that product before so I can ask them, what was it like, because that feedback is really the most valuable and the most honest. It's not coming from the company's spin on it trying to get you to buy. So that means that reputation
0: is basically everything as mm-hmm. to a product or a product company. So I, I mentioned marketing funnel, which is this maybe outdated way of looking at how customers are guided gently in down into the direction that you want. So if the marketing funnel is obsolete, what what's next?
1: So what I think is next is Technical content and marketing content not being thought of as two separate things, but as just content Um, Customers don't care that your content came from a category like technical content like marketing content Or even other categories like training or sales or support, whatever They just see information that they need and they go get that information so if companies approach content development from that mindset and they have these separate content producing departments all working together, then that will help them be more aligned with this customer journey that customers are taking for themselves. Um, And I think that there are kind of two approaches that I've seen companies doing. One is having one big system or repository for storing and managing all of your content, regardless of whether it's technical or marketing or some other type. Um, and then another is if you do have very deeply entrenched departments that it's unrealistic or unfeasible to put into one. Um, I've seen some companies take the approach of building bridges between them so that you still have that connection and that communication, um, but you don't get rid of the structure that's been there for years that does work in some ways. So you mentioned customer journey. What, what is a customer journey? customer journey is the experience from where you consider whether you're going to buy a product all the way through making that decision and then in the end buying the product and also what happens after so um, you know how you use it whether you go and buy kind of the next thing in that product line whether you recommend it it's basically that entire process of pre-sale sale sale, and post-sale of a product and and how the customer makes that decision and so where the marketing funnel is kind
0: of a one-way arrow-shaped kind of thing the customer journey is very often represented as some sort of a circle right? absolutely where you go from research and awareness to considering a product, to buying it, and then after you buy it, you need to learn about it and master it, and then at some point, it kind of comes back full circle to upgrading or adding other products or looking at other things that you want to do with that product that you need maybe some sort of an additional product for. So the customer journey says that we're not going from point A, which is prospect, to point B, customer, but that A single person sort of evolves across that journey and might sort of not revert, but the customer evolves and might go back to being a different kind of buyer, or they go from being a buyer to a user and back to a buyer. Or then they become a recommender or an advocate who's then giving out those recommendations you were talking about to all their
1: friends. Right. So then they start the customer journey for someone else. And different Mm -hmm. customers at different points, their customer journeys will impact each other because of the Internet and because of their ability to communicate about that product.
0: So what, what sort of problems are we running into? When you have the situation that we've described, which is, a marketing department over in building A and a technical content department over in building B or maybe even city B, location B, and they are trying to get alignment in their content and they are trying to support this customer who's on their lovely customer journey across all these different, I really hate touch points, but across all these different touch points. What what sorts of challenges does that cause for those groups?
1: So for the groups, there is a disconnect as far as making sure that all of their content is consistent. So inconsistency is the number one thing that I see as a result of this. Um, an example might be you have a marketing website that uses one set of terminology for different product features and then you get the technical materials and they use their own terminology and that leaves customers confused and causes all kinds of problems. Uh, So making sure that you can get your content aligned and consistent is really important, but having that barrier of having two separate departments really prevents that. Um, And then depending on how systems are set up, the reason that inconsistency happens is because they can't share their content. So if the tech comm group isn't able to review the marketing content, the marketing group's content before it goes out, there may be something in there that's a good sales pitch, but that is not entirely true or that does not align with what the customer is going to find out when they actually get that technical content and they're setting it up and using the product. So it's really kind of a a vicious cycle where you've got the inability to share, um, causes inconsistency, and it just keeps perpetuating the more that you have that separation in place between those two groups. And then on the customer side, what happens is someone who's thinking about buying a product sees content that looks very different in terms of design, that's very different in terms of what's actually in the content itself, that has different language, different style, And the technical and marketing content may look like it even comes from two different companies. And that's going to not really make (laughs) a customer trust that company and want to buy that product as much as, uh, you know, if there's another company over here that's doing this very well and they have that convergence between technical and marketing content so it's very seamless, that's going to be the group that the customer has more trust in and is more likely to buy that product.
0: Now, when you're on a website, and the only thing keeping you from Marcom versus Techcom is did you click on the button that says documentation or product literature or supporting information or you know whatever that 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 button is versus the what many people call the .dot com, the sort of www.xyz.com that is the main sales or marketing website, and now all of a sudden those things are pulled together. And oh, and over here, one click away is the knowledge base, and one click away is the training, and all the rest of it. So, what does that mean? I mean, what what kinds of things do we need to do, as uh, as content strategists, to fix this? Where do we go to make this happen, or to make? Where do we go to address
1: these issues, and how do we solve them? So, this is a really big challenge, of course. <laughs> um, I think it comes down to sort of a two-pronged approach. So one is looking at process changes that can help with this, and the other is looking at if there are any tools and technologies that can support that. Uh, Process changes are definitely the most important because if you implement a tool, so for example, if you come up with a solution where you've got technical and marketing content creators all in one repository together but you don't address the issue of maybe these two groups working very independently, or in some cases, not getting along, maybe having animosity between them, then the tool is not going to solve anything. So as content strategists, the number one thing to approach is the idea of change management behind whatever process changes that we end up recommending. Um, So for example, if you've got a group where the technical content team and the marketing content team need to be able to sort of QA or, um, you know, check their content against each other for accuracy. But the two groups never interact, never speak. Uh, You're going to want to solve the problem of them never speaking before you put in some kind of a shared QA tool, because what will happen is the company will spend a bunch of money on the tool and it will never get used and you'll still be in the same boat you were in when you started. Yeah. And,
0: and, I mean, I kind of gasp at the idea of groups not talking to each other, except it does
1: happen, and it's, it's common. It's very common, and it surprises me as well because in the information age, customers are talking to each other, they're talking to whoever they can, and so for companies not to step up to the plate and do the same thing surprises me, but when you do have a long history of working in more independent departments, and it gets really entrenched, people, don't like change, they're nervous about it, they're scared of it, so it becomes really difficult to break those habits, but I do agree that in a world that's more um, technology focused and where communication is more open than it's ever been before, it does surprise me that that's still as much of a problem today as it is, and I think that's one thing companies really need to focus on fixing to make the customer journey as successful as possible and make their own sales go as well as possible.
0: Well, I think that pretty much says it all. Um, A couple of notes. We have just published a white paper on this very topic that talks about convergence of MarCom and TechCom. It was commissioned by Adobe, who has recently released a product solution that does address this issue. So if you're interested in learning more about that, check the show notes and we'll provide a link there. So with that, thank you for listening. And we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. All right, so we're going to try and record again. We're a little closer to the mic. Okay.
1: Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise.
0: some sort of an intro and we'll jump right in. All right. And what are we talking about? Oh, convergence. (laughs) Whereas. Sorry, carry on. So, So here we are and we're looking at this convergence and this issue of, so We are very often I have no idea where that was going